0: This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele.
1: Hello, hello, good evening to everybody. My name is Nimrod welcome to this fascinating installment of Beyond Governance uh, on this beautiful, uh, Tuesday evening. Um, and I want to thank uh, my colleagues, uh, Sasha Starr, uh, Howard Fulman, of course, Tabo and Vusi for keeping us keeping company. Um, it is always a pleasure to be here. Um, there's a lot on the plate tonight and I'm quite privileged to announce that uh, on studio I've brought uh, a person that I've always looked upon um, as uh, one of those um, uh, esteemed individuals that I'm sure most of you guys know him and uh, uh, will share a bit of uh, insight with his career, how it unfolded. But I think um, the the gist of our conversation tonight is going to be around art. We all know that art um, is such a, a money spinner in this country and globally, of course. I mean, the Americans, uh, the best thing the Americans have done was to, um, uh, uh, you know, really, uh, uh import or, uh, artist or movie stars and stuff like that. That's, that's what we, we really know, uh, that, um, in the, in the field of arts, you can really make good money. But in a, in a South African context, the picture is slightly different. Um, in studio I'm joined by an esteemed individual um, His name is uh, uh, Beggy Mkwale Who is the Avelian, um In the <laughs> In a very uh, 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 Well known soap you call Isibaya uh, I'm going to have a, you know, a Bit of a, ch- a chat with him around that But you know before we we get into the gist of our conversation with Becky. Uh, for those that may not know him, and I think it's best because I've, I'm looking at his very impressive resume. I mean, the man has done so much. The man has traveled so much. And I don't think I'll be doing justice to go through the entire a very impressive resume. But Peggy, um, good, good evening. And welcome, my brother. Good evening, my brother. How are you? And good evening to your listeners of Chai. Thank you very much, my brother. It's such a pleasure. We are all excited to have you on board. It is my pleasure too. Thanks and, so and, much. And we quite, we hopefully that, that in future you'll become a, a really a, 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 regular Chai fan.
0: Oh, definitely. I would love to hang around with Nimrod.
1: <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, but for, 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 colleagues and and friends out there who may not know who Peggy uh, Mkware is. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Peggy uh, Mkwane
0: is... um A man who grew up in Gwamashu. I was born in Gwamashu, although my family comes from here. But, I mean, when they moved down, they moved down with siblings. And I was the last one to be born in Gwamashu. And therefore, I was raised in Gwamashu, which is outside Deben. Went to school in the township schools and all of that, and I finished school. And I found myself hanging around in one of the great workshops that was conducted by a great Frenchman by the name of Rob Amato. But my love for art and my love for acting started when I was young because my big brothers used to take me to expose me to Gibbs in Kent, the father of our theater in South Africa. And I remember each and every time when I was coming out of those performances, I would try so hard, even in my dreams, to try and mimic what I have seen that mm-hmm. evening. So I think that's when my love for the art started. And so at school, funny enough, I meet my uh, friends my schoolmates, whom we went to school with today and they say it's so funny because at school you were very quiet but later in the years while whilst i was still schooling i started to go into theater just putting the groups together and create maybe farewell shows for those who were in bigger uh, standards and classes so therefore i became famous as a theater creator a young theater creator also when i finished school I went to work as a dispatch clerk, but I had never left theatre. So one day I was just conducting and directing this beautiful play in one of the schools, because you see, drama was not existing in our time in the townships. Even at school, you see, Mm -hmm. I was struggling, because there was no drama under apartheid, you know, so you had to see how you can find drama somewhere. So I I find myself working with a group of young actors in one of the schools. Somehow, this um, French man by the name of Rob Matu is very famous out there. He he was actually hailing from Cape Town. He worked with people like Ethel Fugard in a, a theater that was called Space Theater. He then found a job in KZN University as an English professor, but he was in love with theater. So he had came out during that time, most of the white guys used to go and smoke in a township Mm -hmm. and then drive back, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think he was seated in his car, just enjoying his joint, and suddenly he heard some noise. (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly he heard some noise in one of the classes. So he peeped through the window and suddenly he was so interested in what I was doing just trying to direct this show, which was called Stay That Way. So I said, well, come inside. I invited him. And when we finished presenting the show to him, he invited me to come and work with him in the UKZN University. That's what it's called today. But during that time, it was called the University of Natal. Mm. (laughs) So I find myself hanging around with him, writing a play. He actually came up with a great idea. He took one of the French plays by Moliere, which was called He's Not a Doctor, and we adapted it into a South African situation. So I was co-writing and co-directing with him when suddenly he decided to invite all the theatre legends of Deben during that time. Mm -hmm. So came along people like Elizabeth Sneedon, people like Peter Schaefer, Peter Peter Scotts. Along came a guy who was called Nicholas Ellenborgen, who had just been appointed as an artistic director for the Loft Theatre which was under Natal Performing Art Council, which today we call it Playhouse Company. Mm-hmm. So when all of these people came, they watched the show, they responded, but this guy, Nicolas and called me aside and said, Listen, I'm interested to work with you. You know, and you must remember during that time because um, the ANC was saying, try and avoid the government buildings, the government structures. So I sat down with Rob, he said, no, 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 Peg, you're part of the change. Go in there, but go in with a clear understanding that you will never play a subservient character or a kitchen boy or a garden boy. So I wrote this beautiful letter and I handed over to these guys. They said, no, 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 we understand. I bring the letter, it's fine. We will never make you play a subservient character. So that became my university because I was there for ten and a half
1: years,
0: (coughs) mingling with the people who were doing Shakespeare, who were coming from UCT vets and coming from overseas. Then I started learning, honing my crafts there for almost ten uh, ten years. So when I finished there, I actually find myself finding a company along with other white actors which was called theater for africa mm-hmm. that company started touring the world because we were doing some amazing work which was very unique we started embarking on doing what was called environmental theater where we were depicting the life of the animals in the bush in the wild because we were commissioned by what was called during by then natal park sport they wanted us to tell the story of the plight of the black rhino in africa so we find ourselves touring that piece all over the world. Mm-hmm. That's when we started exposing our work uh, in outside world, you know. And then later, I decided to move on with a guy called Alice Pearson. So maybe some of our lin- listeners would know, by then we were called Alice and Peggy. And I was working with Alice Pearson as a duo. We started touring the world. We went all over for almost 16 years.
1: We're working as a duo. My word, my word <laughs> That's the reason why I mean, I've looked at This part of your resume um, I mean, among the Number of accolades That you've got You've got The Demand Mentor- Metropolitan Council Achievers Awards You've got F&B Vita Awards Best, Act, Best Actor Best New Essay Work Best Production You've got Scotchman Fringe First Award You've got Standard Bank Pick of the Fringe Award You've got Fleur de Crepe uh, Awards Just to name but a few yeah.
0: No, actually, I don't want to expose my age. <laughs> but yes, I mean, it's, it is some kind of an achievement, but I mean, those awards, uh, they actually challenged you more and more because if you are actually being awarded through your talent, you suddenly think, Hey, I must up the game. Absolutely. And I'm glad that I went through that because by that time I was well, open and well informed about the arts in our country because i kept going out of the country i hung around in people like canada in people like britain and i was always trying to investigate how they conduct their arts so by the time i came back home yes some of the awards that i was once awarded didn't mean anything to me you know
1: But it challenged me more and more Absolutely You know Because you became the brand that you are today Oh, of course (laughs) If you just join us I'm I'm in studio with uh, a well renowned actor uh, Peggy Kwale. Um Please, I'd definitely love to get your views, your thoughts about And how you feel about this extraordinary individual Um, Of course, our WhatsApp line is 34519 Our own SMS is 074-654-7335 Sorry, 7335E Peggy, let's come back to to, to how this bug bit you Because um, once an artist and always an artist and and we realized that in South Africa, um, artists celebrated like yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the festival, everything looks beautiful. Everything looks just exceptionally welcoming uh, and, and inviting. But when you dig deep in terms of the business side of arts, where are we in your view? I think, like I said, that
0: uh, somehow our profession is very challenging. I mean, I'm watching other young people out there, and some of the actors of my age... They're actually are struggling in the industry Because they've never actually Informed themselves In terms of the political side of the industry As well as the business That's the first thing Because it's true You reach a level at some stage Where you're not just Peggy Mkwana And actor; you're a business yourself Absolutely You know So somehow for me If you're talking about When did it bite me mm. I remember so well Growing up and actually Trying to improve my craft And then I realized one day After I've been inspired by the Books that I, uh, I read, not about the arts, but African books that were written by great prophets and all of that. I suddenly realized something from those books that somehow I'm not just an actor, but I'm a custodian of the story of my people. That's why all the work, ninety percent of the work that we took out there, it was work that was set in Africa and it was reported. If not told by the African characters So because of that You suddenly realize that you've upped the game Because it's not about you anymore It's about your community If not your country
1: I couldn't agree with you more In fact, coming now that you you, you, you make reference To what inspired you And I came across a very interesting article Which I want to share with the listeners at this point And it says, uh, being a celebrity Is not something one should look forward to Because the moment you are a celebrity Arrogance walks in and the skill of the skill of acting works out.
0: Oh yeah, no, that's very true. If you are humble enough, creativity sits with you. But
1: if you arrogant, creativity walks away from you. But but what inspired you? Because because that's quite thought provoking, and and I don't see it uh, more and more in in in, in the calibers of. Of celebrities today um, I see you know and and it's almost like a, a, a dichotomy at one level there's this huge um about people being celebrated but yeah and, and arrogance you know just crippling so many times because they've been celebrated and but there's no sustainability
0: I think my take uh, I will actually respond by saying we're being um, fooled
1: by the outside world
0: as artist, therefore, let's investigate a word celebrity and where it comes from. That's why our fellow artists, some of them, they messed up by that word. Mm-hmm. I think a word celebrity comes from America because they didn't have royalty, mm-hmm. you know. Because America, we all know, America was disca- was belonging to American natives you know, who were Aboriginal Mm -hmm. there. And later came all of these people who came from all over. And therefore, at one stage, they were trying to find one royalty that will present what is called America. Mm -hmm. But they struggled because no one could have taken that position because they came from all over. So therefore, they found a niche, a culture that... Is called being a celebrity That's why therefore in the history of America We've got the king of pop The king of soul, the king of blues Because they were trying to replace the royalty, but Mm -hmm. if you come back to Africa We don't need that We don't need to work hard to become Celebrity because we've got our royalties In the whole of Africa Let them play their role, but for us We have to be true role models And inspire
1: the community If not the young ones Absolutely. If you've just joined us, I'm joined in studio by Peggy Mkwane, who is a leading actor in one of the dominant or uh, very successful uh, soap in South Africa. I welcome your thoughts. I welcome your SMSs. Please drop me uh, uh, your your views on 34519. And our want end number is 074-654-7335. Um, Peggy, one of the issues that I wanted to just to, to, to reflect on a little bit is the, 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 political side of art from a business point of view. Can you just unpack what exactly do we mean by, 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 because almost like drawing, uh, the, the, separation, you know, the business side as well as the political side. Yeah. Politically, how, how I as an actor, as, as an actor or, or an artist need to conduct myself. What are the forces that comes to play that one needs to be worried about so that you are able to transcend into business with full knowledge that you understand exactly what is what is at play. Uh, I'll try and combine the two
0: just to respond to you. Politic- no,
1: but but before, before, before you do that, let's take a break. We'll come back because this is, it's going to be quite interesting. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to cut it. <laughs> let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. From top. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Welcome back, it's now 23 after 6 I'm joined in studio by Begin Kwale Who is an actor at Sibaya Before we went to the break um, The question was Because in, in a way, the conversation is, is around um, The politics of art and, and and he then said Look Nimrod, you know um, Before we get to that point There's something that I want to bring to listeners' attention Which is, how did I transition From from, from, from uh, acting in, in theatre work into television, you know, and he says, "Look, Sam, there's so much, so much that people don't know about my transition, and he's he's more than happy to share with us as to how he transitioned from from theatre to, to 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 television. Take us through that, please."
0: Yeah, actually, Nimrod, what happened? I was so much in love with theatre because I, I felt that theatre is the only art form that really challenges you in terms of accessing your emotions, you know. And when I looked at our first solo, like new South African series, you know, that brought a mixture of faces. If not, suddenly there was this eruption of black faces on television. That was our transition in South Africa. And suddenly I started to look deep into the stories that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I felt that they were not presenting us as South African. It was very strange to watch even, I mean, where early works of generation where <laughs> we couldn't relate to these... Black families who overnight are suddenly owning media houses and whatever. <laughs> and therefore, because of my belief as an actor that you can only be good when you're acting something that is borrowed from your cultural background. Absolutely. I struggled with that. So therefore, I moved away from television, you know. But then, uh, this is how I became part of Isibaya. <laughs> so I was doing, if you remember, we were opening Soweto Theatre. We were commissioned along with James Ngobo to be a director of the play called The Suitcase. I was there myself and Samson uh, Kumalo who's now playing Shadrach in Isibaya and of course Mpiyake, who is a siabonga um, twala and a beautiful actress by the name of Polile Shabalala. We were four of us and then we had along with them a beautiful, beautiful quartet music. These boys, they were four, they were singing so well just doing the carpet for the show. The strange thing is that every night from the opening i'm not lying mm-hmm. angus gibson who's an ex executive producer of bombshell mm-hmm. bombshell which is the company that came up with Izo izo zone 14 they were now planning isibaya you know so mm-hmm. he came to see the show almost for three and a half weeks without failing now because we are on stage we didn't see that who was hanging around with him every night, but he used to come back on stage, and because we know him, we'll say, hi, guys, it's beautiful again, and he will walk away. Mm-hmm. So finished the run at the Soweto the Theatre. I flew back to, to Deben, where I'm based, and then two months down the line, I get a call from Angus Gibson. He says, hi, Beggy, uh, I'm in Deben, I'd love to talk to you. And I said, yeah, no, sure. So we hung around. We had coffee. And he says, listen, I'm cooking up this new thing, man. It's going to be for um, see, At the moment, it's going to be Telenova. And uh, it's maybe later it could be a series or whatever. We don't know. But I hear that you hate television. Just tell me, where is this coming from? <laughs> so I said I said to him, no, 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 no. I, it's not that I hate television. It's just that there's no stories that I can relate to. Therefore, I can find it hard to be part of those stories. Mm-hmm. So he said, tell me, what could make you to be part of my vision? And I said, a true story that will ring South African, then I will be part of that. And he said, then how do I get there? Because I can explain. But I said, can you... Be able to share a bible now a bible is a real bible that tells you an analysis of each and every character and the story of his bar mm-hmm. because originally it was about taxi wars mm-hmm. so he said my god it's my first time an actor is asking for that mm-hmm. but i will send it and therefore he carried it down to devon i was seated at home and suddenly i had a, a gate bell and someone was parking in a car there and he handed over this huge bible mm-hmm. and then i got to open this thing and i got stuck I looked at this thing for almost six weeks. I got stuck and I turned to my wife and I said, listen, I'm hooked by the story. And that's how I became
1: part of his bio. My word, my word. This is quite interesting. <laughs> but, but tell me, um, the, the role that you play, how, how, how were you selected? Did you, is it something that you chose? I mean, Samson, the villain, um, in the story, is it something that you, you decided to, because it, it suited your character, your demeanor, yeah. How did you learn that particular position? It's funny.
0: Actually, I was originally, they looked at me as a person who was going to play Umbiake. <laughs> That's original. <laughs> and if you remember, uh, Umpiake was only there originally for 12 episodes <laughs> and die and walk out. <laughs> so I think they were pushing that character for me because part of me said to them, I live in Devon, therefore you will have to fly me in. Accommodate me and fly me out Mm -hmm. It's still like that after 6 years So I don't know what happened Mm -hmm. You know (laughs) with the company Mm -hmm. And of course with the producers and everything But suddenly Turn around on the first day When I arrived on set Mm -hmm. I was called in and they said Can you come and look at the costume Because we're thinking of Giving you the other character Now as an actor to respond to your question Anything can be thrown to you But what you really believe in is that your emotions are going to guide you. Mm -hmm. That's how I created that character. But what comes even beyond that is that it was a character that is so grounded in a culture of Zulu and also the story is based in Musinga and also everyone knows the life of the taxi people. But my excitement was for the first time being offered into television a character that I know so well because he is borrowed from our cultural background.
1: Absolutely. I was just about to say, what, what I find fascinating, personally, and I'm sure every listener out there could concur with me, yeah. is the narrative that defines the, the, the orchestration of the set itself. It is rooted in, in cultural backgrounds that we can all identify with, we can all relate with.
0: I think somehow we have to use Isibaya as an example so that we move forward in in terms of the South African industry because we still haven't told our story. We still haven't been truthful in terms of telling our story. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where we sit at because for me, I think let's use Isibaya as an example, if not a frame, because it's true. Isibaya is being shot outside, and it's shot in this beautiful landscape. That is part of South Africa. But when you go to movies and whatever, that's not happening.
1: But, but in, in your, in your assessment, why is it that we have not really grasped the, or appreciated our cultural heritage to a point where it becomes a showpiece, as it were?
0: I think what happened when the transition came in this country, I can actually say that clearly that sadly when the transition came, our government ignored the power of the arts. And we're still going through that as the theater creators, as the artists in every art form. Just because between you and me, you said it so clearly in your introduction that USA is USA today because of the culture. Absolutely. And we remember so well, like I mentioned as well, they started focusing on this thing to create their economy, and they had different cultural background going to each other like this. And out of, we know, when when those cultures just mixed like this suddenly we know something interesting will come out that was America, we've got that opportunity as well, I mean we're living in this uh, rainbow nation why not tell our South African stories as is, whether it's borrowed from history
1: but truthfully tell our story and sell it to the outside world. We're not talking obviously the politics of of, of art and why um, uh, we are failing as a society, we are failing to leverage on this, this uh Gifts and this talents that you have To a point where we are able to Make 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 money Because ultimately it's not about just storytelling But exactly. it's also about to generate revenue yeah. um, But let's now look at the, the, the Business side because One of the things that we have observed as South African Is that yes, it is common cause That um, arts In its own manifestation Is big business And yet um, the artists themselves Are are, are sitting for crumbs why are artists settling for crumbs when um their craft uh it is so appreciated because ultimately there's 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 supply and demand. I can sitting here with you, I can I can vouch that every single person who have seen Isibaya, every single person have seen uh um, the other uh, soapies for an example, um are glued up on the TV. Tonight we'll all be on TV watching you guys. Yeah. Um, there's there's simple demand for it. Yeah, but, I, but how does that demand, or why is that demand failing to materialise in terms of, of 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 accumulation, in terms of managing and running um, these houses? What stops you? What stops you from doing it?
0: I think I'm going to try and look at the different levels uh, of the arts. Uh, basically, you are actually asking a very interesting question. Where we look at the government. As a national art department And suddenly we look at the producers Of this country We also look at the agents of this country Before we even look down at the artist Mm -hmm. You know If you look at the government The government, like I said I'm not going to sit on that. I said, they have ignored the arts. If they can suddenly think about investing into the arts, this country's economy will grow like this. Now, point number two, you go to the producers. I think we struggle in South Africa. We don't have producers. Because if you become a producer, you need a wealth of money. But our people out there who are businessmen, who are very famous, they also don't know anything about the arts. (laughs) You struggle, you go to them, I won't mention names I mean, there are, there are people who are billionaires today You know, our, even our African people But if you go to them With a little an idea That you see clearly That you can turn it, it could become a gold Or a diamond, they're not interested Okay, then we bring it down to our agents Our agents tend to sit with one group of the people and those people become part of the family and therefore an outside movie will come but then you can't blame the agent the agent will look after these family members who have been with him or her over mm-hmm. the years mm-hmm. so they don't actually venture to pick up other talents so that we expose our talent to the world mm-hmm. so basically every movie that comes here you always see one and the same face then we go to the actors themselves. I think somehow in this country, we have to do like what other people out there are doing. In U.K. and in America and outside in Europe, actors are always attending a certain workshop, mm-hmm. if not a master class. Mm-hmm. So here is just a walk on a park. 99% of the actors that we have, they're not true actors. You know, they're either just modelers, if not the people who want to be seen on a screen. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, there might be a talent, but how do you sustain it if it's not well-trained? That's a problem that we're facing. And therefore, those who are walking around calling themselves... As true professional actors They are actually lacking the business mm-hmm. Because they really don't know How to sell themselves as a business So those are the dynamics that we're facing In terms of our arts in this country
1: It's Could, a big problem mm-hmm. Could there be a reason as to why A majority of artists um, who, who are celebrated But they, there's nothing to write home about In terms of wealth accumulation um, exa- I'm going
0: to go back to the same point Because some of them they are driven by what is called the fame, but they don't look at their work as the business. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Mm. Because if you're talking about the business in the arts, then you have to study it and inform yourself and understand that this is a Begum Kwane, an actor who works so much in whatever level, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. But it becomes sad politically if a Begum Kwane was to be presented by someone who do not believe in, in him. That's where the problem starts. You're being presented by an agent who doesn't believe in you. Therefore they can sell you at any price. I think that's another thing that is happening politically in this country. Okay.
1: Yeah, because an actor would say, "Can you maybe can you just g- make a practical example?" Because I'm sure the listeners, like myself, I'm clueless in terms of the the, the arrangement and 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 who does what and who is you know. Could you just maybe give us a practical example which illustrates this point that you make?
0: Well, an actor would be seated at home without work, and suddenly we will constantly phone his agent and say, "Listen, I'm out of work." Then the agent says, "There's something coming. It's an international movie. Just <laughs> just hang in there." By the time that movie come, an actor is not interested at how much does
1: he oh, worth. The worth. It's just a question because now I'm desperate. I just I'm need, desperate. To, I need to find and myself. my agent.
0: I trust my agent. He yeah. says it's
1: 10 rand. You know.
0: So I have to jump. It's an international movie. I will be rubbing shoulders with Samuel Jackson. <laughs> you know. So, so that's a big problem. You know. Because like I'm saying, the problem is seated with the agents who do not really understand
1: the actor. Mm-hmm. But 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 I beg to differ with you, Peggy. Yeah. Like ultimately um this is my own uh very naive position in terms of how you've put it. Yeah. Um in my mind as as an actor, if I've invested uh enough time in educating myself first and foremost, and understanding understanding my worth in relation to my craft, yeah. surely if so, if my agent tells me this is what I'm worth, I'm like, Chief, wait a second. Um that's that's that it doesn't add up like that. Why is it that actors have given so much power to agent?
0: But that's what I'm saying to you, that how many actors have reached that level in this country? That's why I was saying to you, 99% of our actors, they pretending to be actors. Mm. They haven't really trained themselves and worked so hard to purify, if not improve, their craft so that it could be sellable.
1: Okay.
0: Look, it's like, as simple as mm-hmm. that. Because it's true, if you are negotiating with someone where you don't really trust yourself, you're gonna be weaker, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, but but here's another issue that that that, that is of interest. We have universities, we have uh, institutions that purport to uh, promote or sell this particular craft. Uh, to what extent? Because what you what what you're saying to me in the context of the. There's this breed of actors that are coming to the fore hmm. There isn't a sense of education that is, that, that, that is sort of giving actors a well-rounded approach or, or understanding of the business side What is lacking at that level? I'll tell you exactly what is
0: lacking at that level A young student, by the way my son is working as an actor as well He went to a very interesting int- institution uh, but i won't mention the name <laughs> but i mean a young a young student will go into an institution and joins the drama department i always inspire them and in saying if you want to be a true actor today please go and study but it's a, the problem start with the transition when they walk out there i think because of our situation in south africa is true between you and me if you are a south african black parent you struggle to take the kid through that four-year degree of drama. Mm -hmm. By the time they finish, you say, go and work. I can't afford you anymore. Then that's where I think the government should come in. The government should be coming in with with an interesting program to say, if you finish your four-year degree, then there's this open class where you hang around with the professionals. Mm -hmm. They're offering a master class. Mm -hmm. So it is then that you are challenged as an ex student to really look deep into your craft. Because if you miss that you jump into a, a, a into a television or any piece of theater amongst with the professionals, you really struggle. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's what we're missing in this country. We're missing just that little period where the student finishes at work and go to these master classes. So where they mingle with the professionals. So this is almost like internship of soul. Intention, in soul. Of But problem. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to avoid the word because it doesn't work in our profession. Mm-hmm. It must be real. Mm-hmm. Acting is about hands-on experience. Absolutely. So once we say intention, I'm not too sure what we're talking about. <laughs> <Okay>. But <laughs> let's, let's talk a
1: break. we'll come back in a second. <laughs> this is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Welcome back, kids. Amazing how time flies. It's now eighteen to to seven o'clock, and I'm joined in studio by a well renowned actor in my mind. Uh, and uh, we were just really going through some of uh, the experience of art uh, in relation to commercialization of the craft. Um, and and the question that I posed to Peggy Mkwane, who's the the, the my guest tonight in studio, is all whole notion of of the failure for the artist. To to commercialize their craft and and we looked at the different stakeholders, um, which requires remedial action. One, it is government, uh, the extent to which government is is perceived not to be embracing arts correctly. Secondly, it is the issues around agents who themselves are, are shortchanging um, the, the, the 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 artist because artists are not properly informed about their actual worth. And lastly, the the, the old notion of of artists themselves. In in educating and understanding exactly the what what does it really mean uh, to become an actor? Not from a a a a craft point of but from a business point of view because ultimately you are a business. Um, if you've got your thoughts, uh, please um, uh, please keep, keep them. Coming, uh, of course, our SMS line is is three four five one nine, and our online is o seven four six five four seven double three five. But Peggy, let's go back to to the point that you raised uh, before we went to the break. For us to change this, okay, let's stop at the, at the, at the the, the 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 tail end, which is the the artists themselves. What needs to change at an artist level? Let's let's from there because ultimately, this is where. I understand the complexity of the value chain. Oh. Okay. Um, you and I, you have, as an actor, you've got control on your environment. Yeah. To some level. Okay. What is that you need to do differently, um, to change your circumstances so that you're able to influence how you've been perceived by your agent? And, and, and hopefully in that chain, government can begin to see. Um, that's, that's my thinking process. From, from 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 from, as an actor.
0: Yeah, no, I think somehow we as the artists, the actors, we need to transform ourselves by constantly conducting these master classes where we share some knowledge in terms of business and the political side of the industry. So that by the time we quickly identify people who are lacking in that. That's all. Okay. But that thing doesn't happen in this country. Because I mean we know the situation, I mean actors out there are desperate, you know? They hear that there's an audition or whatever, they just jump. Without even knowing what is the story all about, what characters are being invited to audition. Mm-hmm. So they must analyze they just they just can't join the long queue without even knowing what the story is all about. That's what is happening in this country. And you realize that there's a desperation and there is no one place where they are being well informed. That if you hear an advert, then pick up the phone and ask, what is this series all about? What kind of characters are you looking at At what age Mm -hmm. Then you can spend time joining that queue You can't can't just go there Because when you see those long queues You realize that 99% of those people They are there looking for a job And how sad is that you know, I'm always being hurt by that because I've, I've conducted auditions, you know, when I'm doing things. And you've got this pile of people coming in and you say, do you understand why you're here? They mm. say, no, 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 a friend of mine told me there's an audition. Actually, I don't
1: know. My word, my word. That's what we're facing in this country. But but how do we change that mindset, Peggy? We how,
0: change it. Because, because
1: my sense, I mean, I'm not an actor. I, I, yeah. have, I have no clue around, but but it's such a commercial product. Oh, yeah. That can be harnessed for commercial gains. Yeah. Um, okay. We've we spoken about you as an actor, as an individual. Sure. Uh, but as a collective, you make reference to a master class. Yeah. Um, for a master class to be successful, what kind of support is needed? We
0: we actually need a a government support and a business there, definitely, you know, to identify the business, who is related to the arts or whatever. But I keep saying this, Masterclass, because somehow also we as the artists, we need to be possessive about our industry. Now, as the artists in this country, we haven't even thought about that. We're working as individuals, you know, because of the thing that we were talking about. Most of the artists in this country, they want fame. They want to be famous. You know, and yet for me, it's not about that. Me as individual, it's about more inspiring other actors to come through the industry and actually help them to come along. So that's why I'm saying if we start conducting these classes, it is only when we realize people who still need more of that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. also be possessive of our industry. That's why we suddenly get married to our agents and say, listen, we've got a list of people that will be coming to you, but we've got a list of people that don't waste time and look at them. Absolutely. Because those agents, they're struggling as well. They've got 99% of the actors who can't deliver.
1: So most of the agents that you're referring to, are, are most of them um, a European, American mm. agents or South African agents?
0: South African. No, I'm talking about
1: South African. South African agents. Yeah, no,
0: I'm talking about South African agents. Okay, yeah.
1: What does it take to become an agent? Can I, can I I'm not wake too up sure. one day and say, look, I'm, I'm an agent. I'm not too sure
0: <laughs>
1: because, because there seems to, be sure, <laughs> seem to be money there. I'm not
0: too sure. I'm not too sure, but in this country, it is interesting. Yes, we've got some of the agents who understand our industry so well, but 90% of some of the agents, I think they don't understand our industry. That's where the problems start.
1: Well, I think we, which means we need more and more education. Of course. This um, ca- in the arts, we need education in this country, ca- believe me or not. Absolutely. But, That's but all. there's, a, there's something that perhaps maybe uh, we will have uh, more and more engagement. In our next conversation, oh, I will let's see if you can get um, the minister or somebody from the arts yeah. uh, to, to give us a sense as to what is the government's position or what is the government program of action in relation to these challenges that we, you are not talking about. Yes. Because I'm of the view that government obviously has some kind of sense, but they need people like you because you are the foot soldiers. You know, it just can't be a theoretical, uh, programmatic approach without really embedding with. Practical and nuances that you uh, and, and some of your colleagues um, have have gone through. Um, maybe, maybe the next point, uh, Peggy, um, in terms of where to from now. Earlier on, we have a, we, we talked about Jose um, uh, Albert, uh, A renowned uh, program that was launched uh, some time ago, and you said to us, you know, you are in the process of reviving it. Tell us, through what what is what 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 is Jose Albert? For those who may not know. Mm-hmm. Um, why was it so successful And why are you reviving it?
0: Uh, was Albert is a great uh, South African classic That was created by Pani Simon and Bongeningam And Pais during the 80s And it is a first of like South African piece That travelled the world for 8 years So somehow we've been trying to ev- revive the show now and again It has been revived by other um, cast before me But what happened early this year, Dogozo Lamini, whom is in uh, Waza Albert along with me as a co-actor, came up to me and said, listen, the Civic Theatre is wanting to produce again, yet again, wanting to produce Was Albert, but a fellow actor of mine might not be available because he's actually signed a contract with other companies doing something else. So I jumped. I was so excited because as an actor, I said, my God, I want to be part of this legacy. Because I remember seeing this piece Before it went out to overseas Before it became famous And also I shared this with Ndogozo I was working in Australia With a company called Zero Theatre Company This is a guy called Stefo And a guy called Tom And they told me that they were In 1976, they were doing their second year at the university, and they saw Woz Albert from South Africa, and they dropped the degree and said, we want to be like these guys. And today they're still running themselves a Mm zeal theatre company that was inspired by a South African piece in 1976. My word. So when Dogozo came to me, I was sharing these stories because I was so excited, you know. And Dogozo said, oh, great, Mkwana! let's go and have fun. So we're having fun. We opened the show at uh, uh, Soweto Theatre, and then we took it down to Kramstown, and my god, it was amazing! I mean, we were chasing people our way, and we even got a standing ovation award because we were sending people away, they wanted to bash us and all of that <laughs> because everyone
1: wanted to see this show. But, but so, yeah, I, I really want to, ask to get to the point where um, more and more uh, um, listeners of High FM, yeah, this show in particular understand exactly what is the message behind was Albert for those that don't know was Albert show that took this country by storm
0: was Albert is amazing because it came at the right time uh, during the time of 1976 and all of that and for me it is the only masterpiece that actually remind us of the true leaders in the history of South Africa mm-hmm. the leaders who were very responsible I'm not too sure about our leaders of today
1: <laughs> welcome to the club <laughs> But Peggy, <laughs> now that you talk about this very exciting uh program which I'm sure majority of the this show would love to to to, to, to be part of. Um and I've noted that it is it's in, in it's taking place on the nineteenth uh to the second of September. Uh, take us through where and how much it will it cost and stuff like that. Uh, it is taking
0: place from the nineteenth, which is this coming Saturday, at Mabonang Precinct mm-hmm. at William Kenrich's space. It's called The Less Idea And we're there until The 2nd second second.
1: of, of yeah. September
0: And I think our tickets uh, They're like 120.
1: Okay, no, that's, that's, yeah. quite, that's quite reasonable yeah, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people will definitely Love yeah. to participate For one, I'll be there because I'll come back and give the hard listeners An opportunity to say look um, this is a show that 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 is obviously a joy you more We'd so okay. love to have you in <laughs> our opening night <laughs> and, and begin to share with. Uh, but before we, we close, break because there's quite a few things, uh, let's now go back to 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 you know to to the acting part as as sibaya and 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 um, unfortunately we we're supposed to be joined by your colleague um, and I wouldn't say he, he bailed us on us, but these things do happen. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring him uh, at some point. Yeah. but what? Has been, or what is your highlight uh, in in your current um, uh, um, acting profession in the context of Isibaya. Uh Something that you want to take home, and and in the same vein, I want us to tell us your 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 your, your low lights. Yeah,
0: um, I've always been asked this question over the years: the highlight, uh, Certainly as an artist and uh, uh, an actor in the industry. I don't have any highlights other than whatever I've touched on through my journey is a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm at the stage now where I'm enjoying myself because I've got a, an opportunity to let my work, if not the talent, speak louder to more audiences rather than theater. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, somehow I'm enjoying myself in Sibaya because I'm sharing my talent with the young ones. And somehow I feel... I'm actually enjoying my legacy rather than the highlight. I'm having great fun.
1: And, and, and money flows, you know. Money follows. And, uh, when you when you're having fun, money follows. Oh, definitely. All the time. You oh, know? definitely. You, know, you can't money. And this is obviously you know, a money follows. Yeah. And this is obviously, I think it's a lesson to most guys who, who wants to see this celebrity euphoria, if you like. And with, with, with this assumption that, you know, there's, you know, if you do something with passion, the yeah, chances yeah. are money will follow. Money will
0: follow. I believe in that. Thanks so much because yeah. that's my great.
1: Belief. Absolutely, but your low life. I mean, you, you know, what is it that that you you, you dread uh, in in doing or thinking about in in that environment?
0: Uh, I don't have any dreads
1: <laughs> I
0: tell you why. I tell you why. I mean, I don't have because I've always remembered that, as an artist. Uh, You leave I I know that some of the people are thinking "Hey, The next month I'm not going to have work But I've always enjoyed that Because I've always took that as part of of the passage Because at the end of the day we're creators Mm -hmm. And then I will sit at home with no work And I'll try and write a play As I'm writing this play, I will realize that, my God, when I finish the work and look back at the work, and I say, my God, I didn't write this play. This story has chosen me. It wanted to be told through me. Mm -hmm. So because of all of those experiences, I realize I don't have any trade, because anything that happens, it happens for the reason. I am like that from a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, this is, this is quite inspirational and, and I've got goosebumps Not and nice. I'm sure the listeners um, who, who understand and follow, um Isibaya for example would definitely be gluing on their TVs tonight just yeah. to look at this, this wonderful character. But what would be your part in short to aspiring actors and actresses uh, who wants to follow your, your, your path? Uh, basically it's something, uh, thanks for
0: inviting me to your show actually <laughs> because all I want to say to the artists out there, it's the same thing that we shared with you. If you are humble enough, creativity sits with you. But if you're arrogant, creativity walks away. I'm trying to send that message because I know they are being confused by the word celebrity. Mm-hmm. Let's try and really look at that. We don't have to be celebrities. We must be true role model.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And, mm-hmm. and for me, arts, from, we, we, we are in a space where we're talking African Renaissance. And we can't talk of Africanism license without bringing all different elements. And art has such important role to play because it is visual um, and people can relate to stories. It's about storytelling that stimulate and, and, and evoke a sense of who we are as a people.
0: You know, I always say if we are not exposed to any art form, you're living as a half-human. Because at one stage through my transition of life as an artist, I realized that I'm a spiritual person who's close to the creative forces. That's why I'm an artist. So I'll never be a genius.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Look, Peggy, thank you, my brother. It has been absolute pleasure. I'm hoping that uh, one of these days we'll definitely come back and with more of your colleagues, because I think the high listeners um, have thoroughly in the show the same way I did. Um, But the idea is not us to talk about the challenges This platform is actually meant to to bring about solutions um, In the form of this kind of of conversation We'll bring in the powers that be for them to share with us What programs are in place Because ultimately there's no point of platforms such as these ones If you do not empower But thanks so much my brother for this platform Thank Absolutely. Uh, it has been absolute pleasure once again, uh, um, and for those that have just joined us, um, I've had a privilege of engaging uh, uh, one of the people that I've utmost respect for. His name is uh, uh, Mr. Mkwan here, and we'll probably be meeting again in no time. Until meet again, have a good one.